Hey everybody, Dennis here. Uh, Thanks for listening. As we said before, the recording of this episode went a little bit long, so we decided, uh, as a special treat, we'd break it down into two parts. Uh, So without any further delay, please enjoy part one of episode three, uh, the travel episode. Enjoy. Previously on Club Tropicana at the DK Lounge. She says that uh, that the reaction to when I felt it and realized what it was was actually funnier than the toilet seat cover coming out of my butt crack. And uh, I texted him and I said, hey, I'll be there in just a minute. Uh, I'm putting on the sunscreen. <laughs> I'll be there in, in just a minute. Give me just a minute. And Steve texts back and says, it's a dome, Dennis. I was in those shoes with socks that were pulled up. For some reason, I was pantsless, and... Chelsea boots, socks, no (laughs) pants. Nice. (laughs) And now... Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to Club Tropicana at the DK Lounge here from beautiful Groveport, Ohio at the Shanna Cabana here at Barnett Gardens. Uh, we've got a very special episode uh, this uh, time. This is our travel episode. This is the places we've been and the things that we've done. Some around the world, some here domestically. And we're going to get into that just uh, in a second. Uh, first of all, thank you to our listeners and uh, sponsors. Um, remember, you can find us on Instagram at Club Shanna DK. Uh, real quick, before we get into these, we're going to go to a very special weather report <laughs> with Shannon Barnett. Shannon, tell us about your recent visit to Scottsdale, Arizona. It was hot! <laughs> <laughs> that was Ollie with the weather. <laughs> if you're uh, familiar with the Family Guy uh, <laughs> blurbs, <laughs> it was hot! Yeah, I know. Uh, if you're familiar with driving through uh, Columbus or Ohio in general on 71 north or south, you're familiar with the uh, hell is real signs, you know, greeting you coming into Columbus and leaving Columbus. And uh, for the first time in my life, I actually agree. Hell is real. And I experienced it uh, when I was on my recent business trip to Scottsdale. Uh it was hot. It was like on average 115 degrees every single oh, day. Oh god. And they say, "Oh, but it's a dry heat." Screw that. It <laughs> when it's that hot for, <laughs> when it's 106 degrees and it's 11 o'clock at night, it doesn't matter if it's a dry heat or a humid heat. It is hot. So, I feel like I have a glimpse into my future of hell is real and I've experienced it being in Scottsdale. But other than that, it was a great trip. So would you, compared to the sauna heat of Florida, which would you prefer? Neither. Neither. (laughs) (laughs) Neither. Neither. (laughs) I've never been to Scottsdale. Uh, My brother, uh, back in our teen years, went with the church youth group Ah. to Phoenix for something. Yeah. And he said it was terrible. Yeah. So I never had a desire to go out there. Yeah, I think there's a reason why they're... uh, tourist low season is in the summer months because who in their right mind wants to voluntarily go and spend a week in 115 degree heat and i will say the hottest day there was actually when i was leaving 
which made it insanely horrible sitting in a plane, you know, a metal tube oh, <laughs> on hot yes. concrete that's been baking for hours. Because it was 118 the day that I left, and it was just absolutely horrible sitting in that plane waiting to take off. And I don't, I don't, you know, Arizona, <laughs> I, is that really a tourist destination anyway? <laughs> I mean, you got the... The Arizona Cardinals. You got some sports teams, and I don't know. Well, the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks are actually doing pretty well in the uh, NL West this year. Okay. But uh, yeah, you uh, got other, your Cardinals. You other got than your the sports. What do you got out there, Shannon? Starbucks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you got people with a lot of money. Oh, okay. <laughs> you got the Grand Canyon. I mean, there are some beautiful, beautiful areas in Arizona. It's it's it really is gorgeous, but. Nothing that I really give a shit about seeing when it's 115 degrees. Okay. So, all right, I'll give you the Grand Canyon. Okay. All right. Don't have any desire to see it, but I'll give you. Uh, all <laughs> it's right. just a big hole. <laughs> Basically, I, I think of that scene in the first National Lampoon's Vacation when uh, Clark just robbed the cash register at the hotel, and they need to get away, and the the family's looking into the Grand Canyon, and he's like, "Okay, let's go." Um. All right, Shannon, you want to get into these? I guess. What are we? Ta- I mean, I know we're talking about destinations, but what would you like to talk about? This is going to be our experiences in these places, and maybe something we enjoyed, maybe an experience or two that we had. Okay. So, why don't you start it off, Shannon? All right. Well, as Dennis uh, puts it, this is going to be a bit of a tour, uh, both domestically and internationally. Uh, I am going to talk about my international destinations of choice. And my first one is going to be when I traveled the Midnight Express to Istanbul, Turkey. Oh, very nice. Very nice. <laughs> um, as when I first said that I was going to Istanbul, Turkey, which I, my girlfriend and I went in October of 22. So just recently for the, you know, just recently, um, that was pretty much the, uh, the insinuation that I got was, you know, have you ever seen the movie Midnight Express? Well, yeah, I <laughs> I have seen it, <laughs> and that's not 100% what Turkey is. <laughs> if you're, you know, I knew that I wasn't going to try to, you know, have hash stapled to my rectum, so I felt pretty secure in the fact that I wouldn't have that type of experience. That's a soundbite. Hash, if you're listening, <laughs> hash stapled to my rectum. Make a hashtag out of that, people. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag, hashtag, hashtag. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Please continue. You're welcome for that visual. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we went, we traveled all through Turkey in October of last year, but uh, just speaking of the one, the one place I think most people would will know about is Istanbul, and it's one of the coolest cities that I've ever been to. It is a mix of East and West. It's a mix of Europe and Asia. Uh, the The city is split um, by the Bosphorus, so half of it sits on the European side of the country, and the other half sits on the Asian side of the country. And uh, you know, culturally, it was just. It was different. Uh, the first time that we, you know, heard the azan, which the azan is the, the prayer, the call out for prayer, oh, okay. and you hear it multiple times a day, and it just adds this flair 
to the, you know, this, just this flavor to the, just the whole experience. And I miss it. Actually, it's something that I really enjoyed hearing. It was beautiful. It was chanting. And, uh, you know, the city is just gorgeous in general. You know, you have all the mosques and all the, you know, you're talking the architecture from the 1400s and earlier because it was Byzantine empire and then, you know, Ottoman empire. So you have the different, you have, you have, you know, Italian essentially, architecture and mixed in with um uh ottoman architecture and it's just a really cool vibe in the city and uh one of my favorite experiences and i can't believe in a million years that i did this but i did um i we sought out a turkish bath we went to a turkish hammam and uh (laughs) i can't even get my girlfriend to willingly look at me naked so instead i went to turkey to a hammam and paid somebody to look at me naked and not only that scrubbed me down (laughs) okay wait a minute (laughs) (laughs) yeah that sounds an awful lot like prostitution there (laughs) i mean i I kind of felt like I was on the edge there, but it was a, I mean, at the end I was cleaner than a whistle and uh, felt very relaxed <laughs> and I wasn't violated <laughs> and I didn't, and I didn't, well, I violated her eyes, I'm sure, but, uh, <laughs> but other than that, it was just a really cool experience and this hammam was all marble from floor to ceiling and it's, oh, that's it's like 400 years old and it was just truly a pampering experience, and yeah, a friendly Turkish woman scrubbed my butt crack. Very nice. So, so if you want a good shower, Istanbul, Turkey is your destination. It's a bath, not a shower. A bath. I'm yeah. sorry, a bath. <laughs> <laughs> and it was cheap, too. It was 50 euros. Tell me a spa-type experience around here that you can get. For 50 euros? For 50 euros. Which, when we went, the euro was trading one for one so it was 50 bucks yeah so there you go i'm gonna write that down <laughs> yeah bath plus more <laughs> 50 euros <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah well you would be scrubbed down by a male yeah, mom attendant no, never so mind. yeah that going, could get a little midnight expressions for you. Not going to Turkey. <laughs> if you if you ask for the plus services. <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't need a good beat down. Yeah. A, a good sudsy beat down by a hairy Turkish man. <laughs> I don't uh, generally bathe with anybody with more back hair than myself. So. <laughs> well, <laughs> Seeing from some of the pictures that I've seen, you would have been in direct competition <laughs> with your mom attendant. All right. Anything else there? Uh, it's a must do. It's a must recommend. Uh, met a lot of great people. As a matter of fact, we kind of keep in touch with them sporadically on the WhatsApp app. Um, Turkey just had that big earthquake uh, at the end of last year, beginning of this year. And uh, we reached out to all the people that we met that we had their their WhatsApp numbers and whatnot and just checked on them. And they were so gracious and so like, oh, that is so, thank you so much for checking on us, blah, blah, blah. It is sweet that you kept in touch. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They're just, they're great people. Super friendly. And, you know, just the hospitality in the country is just amazing. And if you're in the Columbus area 
and like to try different foods. There's a Turk, I mean, there's Cafe Istanbul at Easton and a couple other locations, which is great. But then there's also a local Turkish place called Tulip Cafe, which is up off of Sawmill and Bethel. And it is unbelievable. And yeah, love that place. We love that place. We became friends with the shop owners there. And when we told them that we were going to Turkey, they just lit up. They were so excited. And uh, it's just been a really cool experience. There's a lot, there's a big Turkish population in Columbus. So yeah, highly recommend Turkey. Don't be afraid. Just go. you, You won't regret it. All right. So, and it's super affordable. 50 euros for a bath. 50 yeah. euros for a bath. Yeah. Everywhere else, it's uh, it's uh, the Turkish uh, 250 lira, an so. hour. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm, uh, my first one here is, uh, of course, as we mentioned, uh, Shannon's are, are, are going to be international. Mine are all domestic because other than a vacation to the Bahamas that was basically on a free cruise, I've never been out of the continental U.S., so I'm going to start with New York City. All right. New York. New York. New York. <laughs> um, this is a trip that I took. It was a business trip. Oh. I was with Al Brands at the time. Oh. And uh, this was six months after 9-11. Oh. And the building that we had was off of Broadway. It was a five-story building. We had the fourth and fifth floor. And... They didn't really have much in the way of security in that building, and it was it was time that we put together something. And the associates out there were telling us it's about time you put something together in this building. They, they were they they were you know concerned. You know, oh, New yeah. York City after 9-11, If you were there after those attacks, uh, it's not the New York experience. That you uh, that you would normally go for, so I went out there for a week. This is the business side of the story. I went out there for a week. They wanted me to observe. Our uh, director at the time, uh, apparently, he told our manager. You know, they were thinking about people to send out there to like observe, take notes, recommendations, all that stuff. And our director apparently said, "Why don't you send Dennis? He's just like those people." <laughs> He's just. <laughs> Which after I left, that was like the greatest compliment of my life because I love those people. Yeah. They told you how they felt. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't hold back anything. I was like, wow, this isn't the Midwest. This is great. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm critical of the Midwest, but anyway, <laughs> you're from the Midwest. I'm from West Virginia. I'm not from. I'm I'm, I'm Appalachian. Oh, okay, because that's better than the Midwest. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, yes, I went out there for a week. Um, they put me up at the Essex House off the south end of Central Park, which now is known as Billionaire's Row. Oh. So as as much as I make fun of Shannon and I try to convince you guys that Shannon's rich. I'm not. Anybody Shannon, knows me knows Shannon has never stayed in, in, in Billionaire's Row. No, I have so not. I, I mean, and I don't intend to. <laughs> I, mean, I prefer Airbnbs. At, unless you're at a hotel. You know, you're, <laughs> you know I, 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 but... Uh, so I'm out there for a week observing, and they told me also to, you know, get out on foot, experience the city. You know, we want you to get a feel for that, too. And uh, it's 2002, and I, 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 I budgeted myself about 100 bucks for that week <laughs> in, in New York, you know, <laughs> yeah. which I thought, hey, New York has McDonald's. <laughs> New yeah, York has, well, I'll, I'll McDonald's also have New York prices. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll be fine. 
So anyway, the, the business side of it, um, yes, this was the first time I took air travel. Oh. Which, six months after 9-11, you're like a little bit leery of it. That's usually the safest that you are is after an attack uh, because security is on high alert. I suppose so. But uh, I didn't know that at the time. I'd never been on a plane. I have a fear of flying. But uh, I wasn't going to drive there. <laughs> you know, hours. The company wasn't going to pay for the gas. They wanted me to fly. I was like, okay. So I get up to John Glenn International, and we get into our hangar, and it's just a 30-seat jet. And uh, it's March. It's windy. <laughs> the whole trip there, every shake, every bang, everything, I'm like, I'm going to barf. I'm going to die. I'm going to barf. I'm going to die. I'm going to barf. I'm going to die. We touch down in Teterboro, New Jersey where our little airport was, and uh, we get out of the plane, and I'm just like, I'm going to barf. Never did, but I just felt <laughs> like I was going to barf. And the uh, guy that was flying with us, Albert Segrist, really funny guy, he's cracking up laughing at me because he told me my face was as white as the building that we just went into where our <laughs> hangar was, and he's just, ah! So it took me like half the day to really come to the first thing I asked for when I got to the office, you got a can of Coke. Just give me a can of Coke. <laughs> and he said, so, no, but I have a line of Coke. Because <laughs> you're in New York. <laughs> that week, I tell you, I loved those people. Mm-hmm. I gave a new higher orientation. I got high marks there. I, I built a really good working relationship with the receptionist. Mm. And this included uh, some trouble she had with a courier. The uh, off the main reception desk was on the fourth floor. Of course, our deliveries all went to a dock, a roll-up door on the first floor. They had a problem with this one courier. He didn't want to take things to the dock. So I'm sitting there talking to her one day, and lo and behold, elevator opens up, and here he comes, and she says, Oh, God, that's him. So I kind of, you know, okay, I'll sit here with you, see how it goes. I'm there to observe, you know. <laughs> And the guy walks up and he says, I'm here to deliver this package. And she tells him, well, our dock area, you know, that, that's where everything goes. He says, no, I'm just going to drop it off here. I'm here now. And so I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. And I said, oh, no, our, our delivery spot is at that dock. That's where that has to go. You can't leave it here. Well, I'm already here. And why can't I leave it here? I said, well, because our delivery point is at the dock. You need to go to the dock. We're not going to accept it here. And he says... Well, that's ridiculous, and he's kind of being combative and everything, and at some point I just looked at him and said, you know what, take it back. (laughs) I said, what do you mean, take it back? I said, take it back. If you're not going to deliver it to the place it needs to go, we don't want it. Kind of going off, you know, didn't really need to say that, but I'm trying to get our way. Yeah. And he says, what if I have to deliver it again? I said, that's fine. And he says, do you know how much that's going to cost? I said, do you know who we are? We got plenty of money. Take it back. Or take it to the dock. He took it to the dock. Wow. I had a great day. The receptionist immediately was like, we want this guy here. <laughs> you know, the the new higher orientation, the people that sat in with me on that, were like, we want this guy here. And it's dawning on me, I'm going to get offered a job, aren't I? So wrap up the business side of it. I... Got back to Columbus, and they they did. How do you feel about New York? Would you like to work out there? And I'm like, oh, my God. Well, we can set you up uh, a starting salary, $50,000. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> so 
So long story short, made the worst professional decision of my life, turning it down because I didn't want to get out there and starve. Uh, so <laughs> well, that I was, mean, that's reasonable. <laughs> yeah. So that was the business side of the trip. Now, while I was there, um, six months after a 9-11, I was kind of timid, but I wanted to get out on foot and just see what I could see. Uh, and the first thing I did, I had to go down to ground zero. I had oh. to, you know, they had built a walkway where people could kind of walk near it without going down there just to observe and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm walking down and Broadway, when you're walking down Broadway, you notice, you know, our building is 40 stories here in Columbus, right? Yeah. That's the average height of a building yeah. <laughs> on Broadway. It's like, okay, <laughs> the sun is up there somewhere, but it's, you know, everything is shaded. <laughs> That's how tall these buildings are. And it's like, okay, I, I don't know exactly when I'll get to ground zero, but I'm sure I'll, I'll figure it out. Well, so six months after the attacks, the further south I got, I could smell it. Oh. You know? Yeah. Just don't want to go into detail, but every smell you can think of coming from an attack like that and damage like that, I'm getting this. And I'm like, oh, I must be getting close, you know? And I kept looking to the right, kept looking to the right, all these tall buildings, and all of a sudden there's nothing but sky. And I'm like, this is it. This is it. And then I look down, and oh, there's ground zero, you know. Yeah. And there's still all these, every fence had a had just a slew of pictures of the missing. Oh, uh, yeah. Phone numbers, notes of encouragement, please pray for all this stuff. And it's really, that was getting too much. So I didn't take the platform. I didn't go down to ground zero. I couldn't do it. Yeah. You know, the, just looking at that gaping hole in the sky was enough. Yeah. It's like, I, it, know what, I know what happened here. All that friggin' TV that I watched that day and everything, I'm still feeling it. I'm just going to walk on by. So I walked down to Wall Street. I wanted to get a look at that. The Gordon Gecko experience? The Gordon Gecko experience. I actually sat on the steps for a while and breathed it all in. I didn't go inside. Wasn't sh- wasn't sure about that, but uh, I sat on the steps. I got a picture of it. It's really cool. It had the big U.S. flag on it, like everything else did back then. Went down to Battery Park oh. and looked out and said hello to the Statue of Liberty. Um, and later on in the week, I was with a woman from HR. She was like a tour guide too. She was taking me around to things. She uh, she uh, showed me how to the proper way to hail a taxi. You know. Did you flip them off? No, 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 no. <laughs> and the taxi rides, everything you've heard about a New York City taxi ride is true. It is like a video game. And if you look straight Frogger. forward, if you're like me, if you look straight forward, you're going to barf. <laughs> and our HR person was with me in one of them. She sees this and she says, look out your side window and just look at the buildings. And I was fine after that. It was like, okay, good tip. You know? I feel like that's probably a pretty common experience in any big city, the taxi rides. There are public transportation so. rides. Like, just trust the driver. So. They know what they're doing and this, don't look. And he was a good driver. He was just, you know, a regular cab driver in New York City. He was, you know, his uh, his 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 uh, M.O. was attack. Because <laughs> yeah. that's how you get anywhere, you know. Yeah. And he was swearing up a storm and everything at other drivers. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, this is the New York experience. <laughs> you know? um, I went to the Dakota building where John Lennon lived and was shot. Mm. And uh, it was there that we passed, we believe, there were big sunglasses on, but we believe we passed Lauren Bacall oh. on the streets carrying a little dog. 
Yeah. So that was, you know, you didn't, didn't, hey, Lauren. You know, you don't want to do that stuff. But it was like, you know, we got a good look at her face and it's like, pretty sure that was Lauren McCall, you know. So wow. that was nice. Um, we crossed the street from Dakota to the Strawberry Fields Memorial. <laughs> and it's just in, in Central Park there. It's a beautiful little thing that they did in the concrete. Uh, and there were kids around singing Beatles songs, playing guitar, and they had candles lit and everything. So I just kind of stopped there for a while, took a few pictures, and sang with the kids and, and everything. And that was that was pretty cool. Um, there was a... Across the street from the office and a little bit north, there was a little restaurant, and it was basically a French culinary restaurant ran by uh, culinary students. And I ate there a couple of times. Uh, had to whip out the credit card because, you know, my $100 budget only went so far. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, and, and, and six months, the six-month anniversary, that's when they started putting the lasers up in the sky where the towers were. Yeah. You know. So uh, it was a quick... It was. It seemed like I touched down in Teterboro, got into New York, and it was over like that. It was a very fast trip. Um, I got to see old St. Patrick's Cathedral. Oh, that ended up being we uh, when we were going over loss prevention and security plans. We needed a relocation spot in case we had to evacuate the building, and we picked old St. Patrick's Cathedral. Huh. Was, Wasn't that in the movie uh, National Treasure? Uh, that might have been New St. Patrick's. I don't know. Because there's two of them. Oh, but uh, I'm not up. I'm I'm Irish Catholic myself, but I'm not up on all of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that was like we needed a, a place to 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 meet up. It was two blocks east, I think. It was like, oh, old St. Patrick's Cathedral. Okay, you know, evacuate the building, get a little history, you know, <laughs> pray a little bit, you know. Um, so that was that was my New York experience. I've always wanted to go back. I never never got the chance to, but uh, maybe one day. So that was New York. Shannon, you're up. All right, my second experience was to Germany, Berlin to be exact. Because you two was on tour, she didn't want to see him in the states. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. Um. Yeah, so my first time to Berlin <laughs> was to see you two. Aha! <laughs> but so well, how it happened was uh, I when I was married, our five-year anniversary would have been, you know, uh, right uh, coming right up to um, this concert to see you two in Berlin. And, and that's always, I'm a huge U2 fan. I don't care what you think about them. They're my band, you know. Bleh. I still like them. You know. Yeah, they're, I mean... Uh, anyway, uh, so we got tickets for, you know, what would have been our five-year wedding anniversary. Well, we didn't make it to five years, so I still had these tickets, and I was just like, screw it. I'm going. I bought these tickets. It's my favorite band. I've always wanted to go to Berlin. I'm going. And I had another ticket, and I was kind of like, in, you know, if nobody will go with me, I'll still go by myself. I was just that, you know, dedicated to going and, you know, determined to go. And my neighbor around the corner, um, I somehow managed to convince her to go. And now she's a school teacher and she was able to use her personal days. But, you know, school teachers and personal days, we had to, you know, it was, it was, we'll just call it a rock star trip. We left on a Wednesday evening, got there 
had the whole day to explore on Thursday. Concert was on Friday. Um, no, we got there. We left Wednesday, got there Thursday, had all day Friday to explore. The concert was on Saturday, and we had Sunday to explore, and then we left Monday. So if you've ever gone to Europe, you know you don't go for like five days. You go for like two weeks because (laughs) of the jet lag and whatnot. But we call it our rock star trip. It was amazing. Um, If you've never been to Berlin, I highly recommend it. It's one of the coolest cities. It's probably my favorite city in the world. I've been there twice now and plans to go back at least two or three more times. Honestly, I'd live there. I'd move there in a heartbeat. I think it's so cool. I think you would really like it. You've told me several times that I'd like it. With you being kind of like the child of the 80s that you are, I mean, that whole music experience just kind of feel, I feel like, and this is how I just feel, I feel like Berlin kind of has that uh, kind of like that 80s synth pop feel to it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, It's just, I mean, it's oozing with history. Just, uh, you know, so much happened in Berlin, culminated in Berlin. Um, You know, there's buildings that still have bullet holes from World War II. Um, there's still parts of the Berlin Wall remaining. Um, you know, but the majority of it came down in November of, of 89, but they've left, they've left certain parts of it uh, to be like the, the Germans, especially Berliners, are very passionate about their history. It's like mm-hmm. this is supposed to be a visible scar on the city. So we know we're never going to let anything like this happen again because it, you know, the Berlin Wall divided families and it just divided a country and it was, it's just horrible. So, you know, there's still sections of the Berlin Wall that you can see. I mean, it's just there's so many museums that are free to go into. Um, There's, you know, there's memorials for like the the memorial for the murdered Jews, memorials for the murdered homosexuals. Um, You know, just I just I don't even know how to explain it because it just makes me so happy to think about it about, you know, just going to Berlin and seeing all the sites uh, and and just being a part of that city. Um, It's so easy to get around the trains. Um, You know, if you're familiar with Europe, you know, a lot of Europe is very bike friendly. They have bike lanes in, you know, in Berlin, especially that, you know, you can just feel safe biking. And actually, my friend and I, when we went on our rock star trip to go see you too, um, we rented bikes for the day and just kind of rode around. And there was a whole bit of drama with her bike. She broke off the bike lock <laughs> and it locked up the back tire. And uh, try to communicate with a tour group that we rented the bikes from to say, hey, this is where we are. You know, there's about 500,000 tourists in this area because Actually, the first time that we went to Berlin to see you 2 not only was you 2 playing, but the Berlin Marathon was also happening, and really? it was also during Oktoberfest. <laughs> so Oktoberfest, the big festivities take place, to, you know, down in Munich, but all the little, you know, all the cities and whatnot have their own kind of like celebrations and whatnot for, for Oktoberfest. So there was a lot going on the first time that I went to Berlin, and it was just, it made the experience just that more, you know, memorable. And then saw my band at the Mercedes-Benz Arena, which was over by the East Side Gallery, which is a very famous portion of the Berlin Wall, where after the wall fell, they had artists from all over the world um, and local Berliners that were artists paint uh, different murals on the wall as just kind of like a tribute and whatnot. And uh, 
they uh they're still there to this day they they update it they um maintain them so the paint stays fresh and whatnot and it's just it's the the if you've ever seen that really famous part of the mural called the kiss it's between hanukkah and gorbachev or hanukkah yeah hanukkah and gorbachev and they're kissing which hanukkah was the mayor of east berlin at the time Is that but right? yeah it's it shows them kissing and it was just kind of that's like one of the big murals it's like it was just kind of like berlin and, and communism kind of right there uh-huh. uh, you know um so yeah, I have pictures of that, but uh, love it. And then I took my mom back in 2018, and she loved Berlin too. It was it's just a a really cool city. Drove a Trabi or Trabant, which was an East German car that is pretty much like a lawnmower engine in <laughs> in a in a clunky steel body. Um, and people would get on waiting lists for these damn things. And it's kind of like a symbol of East, East Berlin, East Germany of the time, these Trebons. Actually, a, tra- a Trabi is the car on the Octune Baby album. Is that what that is? That is what that is. It's a Trabi. I actually drove one of those around Berlin and it's, it's a, it's a dump. <laughs> it's a, it's a shit show type of car for sure. But yeah, people would have to like get on waiting lists for these damn cars, and you know they would fix them with duct tape and rubber bands. <laughs> they were so simply engineered. They did and- some, you two did some amazing video and, and 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 photography work with those cars. Yeah, the one video especially. Yes. Yeah. Ugh. So you you have this love affair with Berlin. Oh, I do, and that's so cool to hear. You know, my knowledge of Berlin has to do with sprockets. Uh, Mike Myers, so Mike Myers sketch Sprockets. on SNL, and uh, Boris Becker. <laughs> other than other than that, uh, not much knowledge at all. So it's good to get uh, a little education here. I would love. I have taken. I've been fortunate that people trust me to take them to uh, overseas. I have taken my mom overseas for her first time. My girlfriend, my friend, you know Kim that we took to that I took to Berlin. Several people, and I would be honored to take you to Berlin just so you know that everything's going to be okay. <laughs> I would love to do it. If you <laughs> I can know you if would you love can it. knock me unconscious and get me on that plane, I'm there. <laughs> I know I know you don't believe me, but I swear like on these big overnight, you know, overnight international flights, you get up to 37,000 feet and it's like you're just not even moving. It's just like you're sitting there the the all the seats have screens in the back of them that you just turn on your TV you try to sleep if you can when you can they feed you you know at different intervals throughout the entire flight it's really it's just like you just can't get up and and walk outside it's so smooth and it's awesome let me see if my GI can give me a <laughs> nine hour dose of propofol and uh, see if that works. I mean, my mother gave. and I, we've already talked, discussed this. My mother and I have GI issues, and we managed to do international flights okay. <laughs> my my last colonoscopy, they said, uh, they're explaining it. They always explain it, even though you've had it like 10 times. They still explain it to you, and they said, yeah, we'll go ahead and give you some. You're going to pro- feel a little pressure. They, they said, we'll give you some uh, propofol. I said, uh, pardon me? <laughs> you mean the, the Michael Jackson? <laughs> no, 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 it's nothing to worry okay. about, but. Yeah, a nine-hour dose of propofol, propofol so I can't uh, tell I'm on a plane. That would be great. Yeah. yeah. I'm there. <laughs> All right. Um, next up for me is Chicago, Illinois. My kind of town, My Chicago. My kind of town, the city with the big shoulders. The city with a certain team known as the Bears. Bears. Now, uh, I Chicago for me, I spend Christmases up there. My brother and his boys live up there, so... Uh, 
I've done that three times now. And uh, I love visiting that city. Don't know if I'd live there, but it's a city that I love to visit. Um, the first time I was there was in 2012. And uh, when I wasn't at my brother's place celebrating Christmas, I was kind of exploring downtown. And the first thing I did was go to Willis Tower, the former Sears Tower. I'm like, okay, tallest building. I don't think I don't think one World Trade Center was done yet. This was 2012, and I think I don't that think opened it was. in 2015. Yeah. So Willis Tower was still the tallest tower in America. So I'm like, all right, let's just go up there. So you get in, and you get in the elevator, and on the way up, there, there's a little screen that's telling you where you're at as you're getting up there and how many feet. Um, and I'm starting to get a little nervous. There's a little, there's a narration in there about the history of the building and everything, so I'm kind of listening to that, and that's taken away my anxiety. So I'm like, okay, I'm just, I'm on an elevator. I'm at work, <laughs> and I'm on the freight elevator. No big deal. Okay. So... It was a pretty fast trip, which was nice. Didn't really bang around much. So we get up to the observation deck, mm-hmm. and it's four four sides of the building. Every side of the building just had a gorgeous, gorgeous view. Yeah. You could pretty much you could almost see Canada yeah. from from the one side looking out into Lake Michigan. Okay, Sarah Palin. And <laughs> I can see Russia from my house. Um <laughs> And uh, so I'm comfortable. Yeah. I'm comfortable. I'm okay. I'm like miles in the air and I'm okay, you know. They have this one part of the observation deck, which is a glass floor (laughs) that you can walk out on about five foot by five foot. And people were getting their pictures taken on it. And I'm like, I'm going to try that. Uh It's going to kill me, but I'm going to try it. So I'm in line. It comes my turn. And I'm like, okay slowly putting one foot and then the next foot and then I'm out on this platform. And I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) And I'm cool. And then I look down between my feet and all the cars look like ants. Yeah, you know, I wanted to kind of do that thing they did in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, where <laughs> they put their forehead against. They got they up. got their forehead, and I couldn't do it. I'm looking down between my feet, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna fall. I'm gonna <laughs> here it comes again. I'm gonna fall. I'm gonna die like on the airplane. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. So I got my picture taken. I still I think I still have have that picture on my external drive at home. I'll send it to you if I can find it, but. Uh, I'm acting like I'm in fear, but I really am in fear, too. And <laughs> I got off there real quick. But uh, we go back down, and before I left, there was a gift shop. And in this gift shop, you're thinking, okay, it's all about Chicago and everything. They had an entire section dedicated to Al Capone. <laughs> really? Shirts, shot glasses, bumper stickers, all this Al Capone. I'm like, yes! You know? <laughs> Dennis is a gangster in a former life. Gangster. I love the gangster life. I wouldn't ever live it, but, you know. I um, could see you busting knees. <laughs> I would get killed in a heartbeat <laughs> trying to kill somebody else. I'd get nervous, but... So, yeah, that gift shop was amazing. So that was the Willis Tower experience. So uh, Willis Tower was in one experience. I also found this place called Miller's Pub, which is a, a historic little restaurant and pub um, built by this family in the 40s or 50s, I think, and it's still going. And it's one of those little old restaurant and pubs. They haven't changed the furniture since the 40s or 50s. It still, still smells s- like grandma. Still smells like grandma. Very authentic. <laughs> 
And uh, it's one of those places where there was pictures on some of the pillars of some of the people that had been there before. And there were all kinds of – the only one I can remember offhand is one of Lance Bass from – what was it? Uh, Insync, Insync or something like that. He got a picture taken with one of the owners. Insync? I, I yeah, think, I think, I think so. that was Insync. I don't remember. I wasn't, yeah. I'm not a boy pants kind of girl. Um, I'm surprised. <laughs> the way you like to dance and everything. I just assumed – well, I would use the term dance very loosely. It's more like gyrating. Oh, Shannon can boogie. <laughs> gyrating aimlessly Maybe to music. We'll, we'll post a video of Shannon dancing <laughs> in the garage. <laughs> but uh, So, yeah, Miller's Pub was pretty cool. Um, I also went down. I had This was 2012. I had to go see Trump Tower just so I could get a picture in front of it pointing at the camera and saying, you're fired. <laughs> 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 On my way there... Uh, I'm sometimes a little bit gullible, and uh, I ran into this shoe shine guy, and he was like, "Can I do your shoes?" And I'm like, "Why, yes, of course." And he gets done, and that'll be forty five dollars. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> okay, I was expecting to throw like a couple singles at uh, yeah, you. Yeah, no kidding. So I was like, "Okay, pal, you got me." So you know, I walked on. Um, this two Christmases ago now. Uh, I went back there, and uh, I had a hotel right off Lake Michigan, a Swiss hotel. and It was a block and a half down from Millennium Park. Mm. So I took the ice skates, Yeah, and I went skating at the uh, Millennium Park ice rink. You see the old bean down there? I saw the bean. I took a picture with the bean, a little bit of video with the bean. I don't know what that thing's about, but it's just cool. Yeah. It, it's just sitting there. And... Uh, yeah, when ice skating. I like to... That's like a thing now. I went last year to Cleveland, and I ice skated down there and that down. I just like going <laughs> places for Christmas to ice skate. I want to put Pittsburgh on that list. They've they've got an ice rink on top of one of their tall towers. Oh, cool. I think. So I want to try to add that. But uh, um, I went to a place called Pizzeria Du. I've been there. Have you? I have. Did you have some deep dish? I did. I gotta tell you, and anybody who has ever had deep dish will tell you, one slice will do it. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, you don't need a whole pizza. <laughs> I, I ordered one of those. I don't know. Pizza Hut would have called it a personal pan. It was just a really small one because it's like I know I can't handle deep dish. Yeah. I'll, I'll be done after one slice. And I sat there and ate my deep dish pizza. Delicious. Watched my cowboys get their asses kicked by the Seattle Seahawks. Well, <laughs> I feel like that's the tale's oldest time. It is. But, uh, <laughs> So uh, that is uh, those are my experiences so far in Chicago. I, I do hope to see a Bears game up there at some point. Mm-hmm. But uh, Shannon, I'm going to hand it back to you. You got to make sure you catch a game at Wrigley. At Wrigley Field, yes. Yeah, I've been to Wrigley once. Our goal is to hit all the baseball stadiums. I've been to Wrigley once. Love to do it again, and especially see the White Sox too. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. All right. And the U2 concert that I went and saw in Chicago was in the United Center, so well, where she, the Bulls play. She will see U2 in America. Okay, that's uh, Yeah, cool. I've seen them in Pittsburgh, Baltimore, D.C., yeah, Columbus, Chicago. Columbus was the only one that I saw, and that was a hell, sh- hell of a show. That was the Elevation Tour. Yeah. And Nationwide? Mind, yeah, mind, I was there. mind blown. Yeah. I saw the pop tour in 97. I was 12 years old. I had just moved here and I didn't have any money. It was so cool. So cool. That stage was epic. Saw them in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You've seen them more times than I've seen Duran Duran. 
Well, my, my bucket list U2 show is to see him in uh, Dublin, in Ireland somewhere. What about the Sphere in Las Vegas? Uh, that's a little too expensive for yeah. my blood. Um. I'll go to Ireland, but I won't go to <laughs> Vegas. Well, like, shows well. at the Sphere are like a thousand bucks a ticket. And I that's saw. not even, like, I, yeah. It's cheaper for me to go to Ireland and spend two <laughs> weeks there than it is to go see a damn show at the Sphere. So I will do that instead. Okay. So. Shannon? What's yeah. next for you? Uh, my next town is Cape Town, South Africa. This just sounds like a Jay Peterman story. <laughs> yeah, I am Jay Peterman. Cheers! <laughs> <laughs> Cheers <laughs> to a job done. <laughs> when when Shannon was listing her her cities and everything, I just. It made me feel like, okay, she's going to have these Jay Peterman from Seinfeld <laughs> stories, and I can just hear the voice. I can hear Shannon do the voice. and But, but uh, go ahead and take it away. <laughs> you know what Jay Peterman says? You might know it as Myanmar, but it'll always be Burma to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Cape Town, South Africa. So when I was a junior in college, I went to primarily South Africa, but I... I traveled around um, Zambia, Botswana, and Zimbabwe, and several places around South Africa. But my favorite city um, was Cape Town, and it was really cool. has a European vibe, a lot of history there. Um, if you're familiar with Nelson Mandela, uh, Robben Island, where he spent 20 years of his life, is off the coast of uh, Cape Town. Highly recommend seeing that, just the... Uh, you know, the history surrounding Robben Island and just the, the, you know, the traumatic conditions and, you know, how political activists died there and, and whatnot, um, all for a free South Africa. Um, just very, um, very eye-opening. I went to a um, settlement, which they've got in a lot of the big cities, they have settlement towns, which, you know, during apartheid, um, the blacks couldn't live in the immediate downtown cities. They had what were called townships or settlement towns um, outside of the major cities where the blacks would have to go and the, the, you know, native Africans, the blacks would have to go and, and live. And, you know, they, if you, if you go to South Africa, I highly suggest taking a, a tour of Soweto, which is an acronym for Southwestern Township. Um, that is the big settlement outside of uh, Johannesburg um Kailicha is where I went in Cape Town and did a tour did a just kind of a, a day trip through and worked at a soup kitchen a, like a children's like after school soup kitchen and got to interact with the kids and it was it was a life-changing experience um the one thing about Africa in general but uh, you know in South Africa is you know you <laughs> you feel like you you if you have a, an idea of what the world is, you know, you go to places like this and it changes just your whole outlook, your mindset on how the world actually works. Like you feel about every emotion that a person possibly could just, you know, just, um, the experiences that you have, uh, it's just, it's life changing. And I, I highly recommend going to South Africa. Um, it's beautiful. It's historical. It's, you know, Learned a lot about life there <laughs> at twenty at twenty one years old, and um, but yeah, it was 
it was something to go into this township and having these kids, you know, being able to, you know, you're, you're hugging on these kids cause they're just kids, but mm-hmm. you know, to know that most of them have never been able to interact with a white person because it was, you know, part of the system during apartheid, you, you know, races don't interact. You definitely don't touch somebody of another race. And, you know, they're, they're playing with my hair. They're running their fingers through my hair and looking at my fingernails and stuff. And like, they're touching their hair. And it was just like, it was melting my heart. Cause this is the first that, that they've been able to, to, you know, a few inter- one of the few interactions that most of them have probably been able to have with, you know, a white person. It's just, um, well, it's not it's, just that interaction, but you do have legendary epic hair. <laughs> well, my hair back then was kind of along the same lines of that stupid picture that you posted <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram the other day. The so it was not work. like an earth-shattering experience for them to okay. run their fingers through that hair. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they were not jealous of that cloth that day. But uh, yeah, it's just in. I remember one of the little girls. I got so emotional, and I still do thinking about this picture. I have this picture, and uh, she reminded me because I had a little sister. My my little sister, who is now twenty three, going on twenty four, um, looked to be of that the age of this little girl that I interacted with in Kyalicha, and it just and the way that she was dressed reminded me of how my sister Chloe would have been dressed at the time. Mm-hmm. Because they were probably about the same age, like as 2006, probably seven years old, seven years old at the time, and my little sister would have been like that. It just, it just turned me to nothing. It just broke me down. That's um, sweet. But yeah, uh, I got lost in Cape Town. Yeah, I got lost in Cape Town. Had to hike back to my hotel, like <laughs> two miles. <laughs> Which my hotel at the time in in Cape Town was really cool. It was, it's called the Protea Hotel, or at the time it was called the Protea Hotel. And it was an old city jail in Cape Town that they had that um, Cape Town University or University of Cape Town um, had came in. Their hospitality uh, department came in and turned it into from a prison into or a jail into a, a operating hotel. And it was really cool. But uh, and it had great views of Table Mountain. So uh, if you like wine, if you're into the whole wine scene, Cape Town is awesome for vineyard tours. Um, an amazing, amazing wine scene down in Cape Town. So it's just, it's, it's history, it's culture, it's, you know, the foodie experiences, the wino experiences, it's, it's all wrapped up, um, in Cape Town and I just love it. Okay. So my goal was to go, uh, great white shark diving, cage diving in, uh, (laughs) in Cape Town, um, but luckily for my mom, the only place where I could do it, like uh, around Gonsby or Yonsby, um, it ended up being too far from where I was in Cape Town and I just didn't have the time. So, but I will go back and do the great white, uh, cage diving there. Did take a boat out to Seal Island, which is where, um, you know, shark week it's this week on discovery channel, uh, Seal Island off the coast of, uh, off the coast of South Africa, around the Cape Town area, Western Cape area, it's uh, all the seals. That's where mm-hmm. they film a lot of their um, uh, great white shark breachings off the coast of Seal Island in in uh, in, in uh, South Africa. So got to see all that. that I was can pretty see cool. you wrestling a shark. Yeah. And and winning. Yeah, I'm like Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Cape Town, South Africa, changed my life. So, right. go. Highly recommend it. Okay. 
And uh, with long that, ass flight, though, I don't think you'd be able to handle that. Uh, no, again, you know, maybe a nine, twelve hour shot of propofol. <laughs> well, this was this was multiple flights. Oh no, nope. This was Columbus to Atlanta, Atlanta to Cape Verde, which is a chain of islands off of Northwest Africa, and then uh, Cape Verde, where we had a two hour layover, where we had to sit on the plane. Because it, it was fairly soon, you know, within that five-year period after 9-11 and on international yeah. flights, they wouldn't let you off the plane. If, but they would let people on the plane. Mm-hmm. And then so we sat there for like two or three hours while people deboarded and then reboarded, new passengers that were reboarding. And then from there, it was another uh, eight and a half hours to Johannesburg where yeah. we landed. So it was, it was like 27 hours of traveling. I, no. See, I, I, like, <laughs> I like one nonstop flight. I will not do a connection. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, That's half the fun. Airports, uh, different airports. No, no. Yeah. And, and I mean, unless you meet somebody interesting at the airport and you got a few hours, but uh, <laughs> I'm uh, if I can take a flight from JFK to like if I want to go to France, 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 France. Thinking of that, Vive la France. That that beauty pageant contestant. You're, and they're all saying their countries, and they get to the French. France. Yeah, but, that was uh, a good one. If I want to go to France, you know, I'll take JFK to maybe Portugal or no. You and, can and then, you can take a direct flight and then, from JFK to Paris. Okay, because I've gone. I, I would from take the Paris closest, to JF, to De Gaulle to JFK. Okay, so I would take the flight that got me to the very end of Europe, and I would just drive wherever i need to because i mean if you look at europe i mean it's manageable all those countries are like states here that is true you know so i don't mind the drive it would be a beautiful drive all right shannon what do you say we take a break i think we should give the give the listener ears a bit of a break as well i think so Hey, thanks again for listening to uh, part one of this uh, special travel episode. Uh, Tune in next week for part two. Uh, We'll see you then. Thanks again.